0: The Night from Marmion, Canto I by Sir Walter Scott From the World's Best Poetry, Volume 7, Descriptive and Narrative, Part 2 Read for LibriVox.org by Sonia as the narrator
1: And Adrian Stevens as the warder
0: The Night from Marmion, Canto I Day set on Norm's castle steep And Tweed's fair river broad and deep And Chaviot's mountains lone. The battle-towers, the dungeon-keep, The loophole grates where captives weep, The flanking walls that round it sweep, In yellow luster shone. The warriors on the turret's high, Moving athwart the evening sky, Seemed forms of giant height. Their armour, as it caught the rays, Flashed back again the western blaze In lines of dazzling light. St. George's banner, broad and gay, Now faded, as the fading ray, less bright and less, was flung. The evening gale had scarce the power to wave it on the dungeon tower, so heavily it hung. The scouts had parted on their search, the castle gates were barred, above the gloomy portal arch, timing his footsteps to a march, the warder kept his guard, low humming as he paced along some ancient border-gathering song. A distant, trampling sound he hears. He looks abroad, and soon appears over Horncliff Hill a plump of spears beneath a pennon gay. A horseman, darting from the crowd like lightning from a summer-cloud, spurs on his mettled courser proud before the dark array. Beneath the sable palisade that closed the castle barricade his bugle-horn he blew, the warder hasted from the wall and warned the captain in the hall, For well the blast he knew, And joyfully that night did call To sewer, squire, and seneschal.
1: Now broach ye a pipe of malvoisie, Bring pasties of the dough, And quickly make the entrance free, And bid my heralds ready be, And every minstrel sound his glee, And all our trumpets blow, And from the platform spare ye not. To fire a noble salvo shot, Lord Marmion waits below.
0: Then to the castle's lower ward sped forty yeomen tall, The iron-studded gates unbarred raised the portcullis ponderous guard, The lofty palisade unsparred, and let the drawbridge fall. Along the bridge Lord Marmion rode, proudly his red-roan charger trod, His helm hung at the saddle-bow well by his visage you might know he was a stalworth knight and keen and had in many a battle been. the scar on his brown cheek revealed a token true of bosworth field his eyebrow dark and eye of fire showed spirit proud and prompt to ire yet lines of thought upon his cheek did deep design and counsel speak his forehead by his cask worn bare His thick moustache and curly hair, Coal-black and grizzled here and there, But more through toil than age, His square-turned joints and strength of limb Showed him no carpet knight so trim, But in close fight a champion grim, In camps a leader sage. Well was he armed from head to heel, In mail and plate of Milan steel, But his strong helm of mighty cost was all with burnished gold embossed amid the plumage of the crest a falcon hovered on her nest with wings outspread and forward breast even such a falcon on his shield sought sable in an azure field the golden legion bore a right who checks at me to death died." blue was the charger's broidered rein; blue ribbons decked his arching mane the nightly housings ample fold was velvet-blue, and trapped with gold. Behind him rode two gallant squires, of noble name and knightly sires. They burned the gilded spurs to claim, for well could each a warhorse tame, could draw the bow, the sword could sway, and lightly bear the ring away. Nor less, with courteous precepts stored, could dance in hall and carve at board, and frame love-ditties passing rare, and sing them to a lady fair four men-at-arms came at their backs with halbert, bill and battle-axe they bore lord marmion's lance so strong and led his sumpter mules along and ambling palfrey when at need him listed ease his battle-steed the last and trustiest of the four on high his forky pennon bore like swallow's tail in shape and hue fluttered the streamer glossy blue where blazoned sable as before the towering falcons seemed to soar. Last, twenty yeomen, two and two, in hosen black and jerkins blue, with falcons broidered on each breast, attended on their lord's behest. Each chosen for an archer good, new hunting craft by lake or wood. Each one a six-foot bow could bend, and far a cloth-yard shaft could send. Each held a boar-spear, tough and strong, and at their bells their quivers rung. Their dusty palfreys and array showed they had marched a weary way. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.